0: Hey guys, my name is Jonah Price. And I'm Carlos Mendoza. And we are the hosts for Mindful Meets Messy. And we would like to ask you to subscribe, like, and comment. It helps you find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Yeah, and if you ever want to message us or call us, you can always call in. You can call us at 760-855-5601. That's 760-855-5601. And you can also email us. At mindmeetsmess at gmail.com.
1: Well, let's get started. First. Listen to this message, save this message, and then after five, four, three, two, after my countdown, start recording. Five, four, three, two, one. Yo, dude, so this is kinda crazy. Um I kinda like had a FaceTime inception just now. Uh I don't I don't even know exactly what just happened. But literally I was FaceTiming with my family. And then my family put someone else on FaceTime. Actually, uh we're gonna have to redo this. I'm gonna have to scratch some of this out because I can't throw my family under the bus like that. So let's try this one more time. Three, two Hey Carlos, so I don't know what just happened, but I totally just had a FaceTime inception, and I don't know exactly how I feel about it. I right, man, I'll talk to you later. Hope you feel better. Bye.
2: So I got that message while I was at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, oh, man. What was uh, that all about? Um. So literally, dude, I was FaceTime Inception. It was, I get this, I get this hand, it was my <laughs> mom's hand. She puts a phone in front of the camera. So I'm on FaceTime looking through on my screen and I see a hand with a phone. By
2: the way, I'm going to stop you right now. Don't move. Uh, I need to describe to the viewers What's happening in front of me right now Right now you, you're you're <laughs> describing how your parents are holding the phone, right? No, 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 p- but your fingers where they were. Okay, so right now, you've got your fingers in a certain position and holding an imaginary phone, but th- <laughs> they're in a position where it looks like you're shooting Spider-Man web, and the, the funniest <laughs> part out of all of this is that you're wearing a Spider-Man onesie right now. You know what? <laughs> so y- you're literally, yeah. you you are Spider-Man shooting web at me right
0: now. You know what, Carlos? Why don't you pick up your phone right now, <laughs> take a picture for the website, okay. so we can put this on the blog this later. Is it. I am, and I won't move. And so I'm not moving, so you guys can see this on the website. We got to get all the comments
2: for this. This is this is literally l- Jonah. Look at the camera. Look okay. at the camera. There it is. We're gonna get a smile, but also let me get that serious Spider-Man. That's your like. I'm about to, I'm I, a web shooter. I can
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: I took a few. We're
0: good. <gasps> All right. Um. <laughs> now I have, to, I have to put my hands down because it's so tiring. <laughs> Anyways, so. <laughs> I yeah. like that onesie, by the way, man. The onesie is nice, though. Yeah, okay, it's you good. have to admit the Spider-Man onesie is what's up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, "No, he's not really wearing a Spider-Man onesie." Yeah, I'm, wear- I'm really wearing. He really <laughs> is. You guys
2: <laughs> will see, and I want to see all of the like trash <laughs> comments on there. <laughs> you but, but, can't but hate Spider-Man, bro. But in bro. good spirits, in good spirits.
0: Um. So, anyways, yeah, his hand comes on on face uh, with a face phone on Facetime, uh-huh. and so I'm talking to this girl on Facetime through another phone. It was really weird, dude. I've never had that experience before, but it was kind of weird because I was actually saying goodbye to my little brother as it happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, bye. I got to go work on this. And then I have to talk more because there's someone on FaceTime who I don't know. I still actually don't even know her name. And you were FaceTiming her. And him. I was <laughs> FaceTiming her. It was this What's, and, the, and what's that how, thing
2: that like high schoolers do? It's like that. Uh, it's like called roulette or something, like chat roulette or something, where you could you chat random people all over the world on the internet, like like Skype. No, so okay. This was literally something like I had friends that did in high school. You'd go on a website. I, I literally think it's called chat roulette. And what it does, it you press a button and it did, 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 does like a roulette and just picks a random person on the internet.
0: They actually do have a chat roulette. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it says to, like, meet random girls. I don't know. That's
2: like, that's like an adult version. You
0: know what? And there's another one over here, though, that says um, Omegle, maybe?
2: Mm, none of those sound familiar. No?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Anyways, it was a phenomenon that was happening, I think, before even YouTube was around. And people would just <laughs> randomly, like... Skype and FaceTime whatever like video each other and it was weird but cool at the same time because you would meet like foreign people and just have a chat.
0: It's pretty cool. So that's what happened to you. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me. (laughs) Super (laughs) random. Um, But yeah, it affected a lot because that FaceTime (coughs) conversation led me into believing that I could if I wanted to try stand-up comedy for the first time. I've never done stand-up comedy. I've always been with comedy troupe. I've done comedy with my magic. I've never tried to tell stories or even like go up on stage and talk about my life and spill my guts out even though I spilled my guts out to my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're a pretty funny, dude. I think I mean you're you're de- definitely capable of it. I've definitely been told to do stand-up comedy multiple times uh-huh. on multiple different occasions. And I host things. I've I've been a host before. I've done I've done a lot. I've been on the radio. Uh, so this is being funny and talking a lot is a, a skill that I've had to develop mm-hmm. and uh, it is just this FaceTime conversation what I think led to me believing that I could actually do it if I wanted to pursue that. I could do it um, because I, it was always the fact that I would be publicly spilling out my guts and so that might affect other people because I'm telling stor- so many personal stories. And how do other people feel about those personal stories? Would I have to ask them how, and these are my stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing because they're my stories, I do have the freedom to tell my own stories. And also other people do have the freedom to tell their own truths. And as long as, I, f- I feel as long as you're not like trying to hurt someone intentionally, then it, you should be able to tell a story. And the stories can be funny because there are funny moments. Mm -hmm. These stories, yeah, you should never hurt someone by telling your stories. Someone may get hurt in the process. But um, just notice the impact because I think there's a lot of stories that I could tell that could definitely um, help people relate and be able to see their own faults or even other people's faults. Um, And I think more so than just doing the comedy factor because as I feel – my saying is comedy isn 't funny it 's the truth, right, mm. and so if we can learn the truth in a funny way i don 't think it's that 's actually harming anyone. I think that 's actually informing people in a fun way
2: and so what why is this whole like facetime situation? why has it brought you to this new idea of okay, now I should try stand up comedy. Why haven't you done it before? I mean obviously it 's because you've mentioned uh, it's it's telling your story, but also it might affect other people. Is, is that why? Like, were you more cautious before?
1: Yeah, I,
0: th- I was definitely more cautious before. But at this point, a lot of it, I think, had to do, most of my stories had to do with my family and being homeschooled. Uh. And I think, like, I don't have personal shame in being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. But as a youth or even as an adult, I felt that maybe my parents did have some, like, shame about homeschooling me because I didn't get the same I don't get the same social cues or I don't get the same, you know, learning experience. I don't get to be in the same environment as other kids, but I did, I did a lot of things. I was in a lot of social, um, groups as like theater or soccer or basketball. Like I, I did things. I was very involved in the community and I talked to mainly as a kid, I was talking to older people. I was always trying to get information on how to forward, uh, my life and how to be in a career and what those questions were. That was what always interested me. And now that I'm, I'm 25 I'm in a different city and I'm trying to grow as a person I'm realizing there's so many stories that I have that I can offer and how does that FaceTime have anything to do with stand-up comedy it all starts with a Facebook post what was that Facebook post the Facebook post that was posted um, was by my dad and said busyness is not an excuse to be rude now I want to explain how this fits. Because when I was on FaceTime, my uh, little brother had asked to FaceTime me, which he does often. And usually he just sits and watches me do stuff. That's pretty much our FaceTime conversations. Um, Because he's usually doing stuff and I'm doing stuff. And so we're just doing stuff on FaceTime. And uh, what happened this time was that my little brother kept on putting me on pause and i was already frustrated cuz i was working on trying to get a podcast up on itunes and i'm sorry technical stuff that has something to do with coding and mapping i just i am i do not know about that stuff you ask me about editing audio i'll do all that stuff but when it comes to like that mapping and stuff i just don't get it i'm not i'm not on that same level and so it was really interesting to see how that affected me as I'm being mindful of the situation, mm-hmm. right? So I'm I'm getting frustrated with this computer issue that I'm having. And I keep on getting put on pause. So I start thinking, like, why am I on FaceTime if I keep on getting put on pause? Because you're not – you don't need me. You could just call me. And then my mom hops on. And starts telling me, like, oh, hey, someone else is here. And, um, you know, I don't care. I don't care who's there. Like, that doesn't do anything for me. If you tell me the president of the United States is in this room right now, I'm going to talk the exact same way. As, I mean, because I, I don't think my conversations offend anyone. As, as long as I'm not offending anyone. I'm not, like, trying to offend anyone. Uh, and I don't, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to talk the same way to pretty much everybody.
2: Right, right. Um, but but shout out to moms for giving you the heads up. I mean, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's cool. And right. anyways, what had happened was my mom's goes, "Hey, see he's speaking sharply to me." And that's what he tell, she tells the person sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, well, what was that?" Cuz I'm frustrated with the fact that I can barely hear the, my family, right? I'm frustrated with the fact that of the iTunes thing. I'm frustrated with the fact that I keep on getting put on pause. And now I'm getting pressure that, oh, I'm speaking sharply and you're telling them you're not even talking to me about it. Mm. So I'm like, What's up, mom? Like, let's talk about this. Like what what do you need to know? Like what do you feel like what's going on with you? And then, and she's like, Oh no no, we don't have to talk about it right now. I'm like, I'm sorry, like what what's what's going on? Like you just you could tell me, like you already broke the social barrier by telling your friend, like, I think we can talk about this in front of your friend now. Oh no no, no we can talk about it later, we can talk about it later. I'm like, so that happens. Then I'm like, I'll just drop it. And I start talking to my little brother again. And then after I talk to my little brother, it goes to the FaceTime inception. And Mm -hmm. that's when the FaceTime inception happened. So now this is awkward because this is that person's daughter that's on the phone. And I'm like, what, what, what just happened? Like, oh, hi. And I was just about to say bye to my little brother. Right? So now I'm like, Hey, what's up? I'm trying to have this conversation. That I really like, I don't mind having this conversation. And they had already, we'd already talked about it earlier. And sh- she was supposed to get my phone number and then to call me if she wanted to. That's what was supposed to happen. And I'm like, because I don't mind call people calling me, just random people calling me. I don't care. Um, calling you for,
2: for what? I, I have no
0: clue, Carlos. I have no clue. But if my mom wants to do that, then whatever. I, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not freaking out about is it. Is your
2: mom like uh, setting up a marriage or something? Like what?
0: what? I, I have no clue. And I'm not going to try to figure it out. That's weird. I don't care. Hmm. I f- well, I think I'm weird, so like it's just I'm over I'm over the whole weirdness thing. Right. Like it's I my guess, family. I mean by
2: by weird I also mean that like I wish I, there's just a lack of communication that's weirding me out right now. What is going
0: on? I don't know. See that's what I, that's why I called you though. Yeah, that's why I left that message because I don't know what's going on. I literally have no clue what's going on.
2: Mm. So not only were you frustrated by by the things you were going through, but then your family is just kind of throwing you this wild card of even more frustration. Man.
0: Yeah, so anyway, so I say goodbye to her, and then um, I get back to the iTunes thing, and then I wake up the next day to this post that says, Busyness is not an excuse to being rude. And... Uh, My dad posted that on Facebook. And I didn't know what to do, man. I was just like, what? Because it was obviously, in some shape and form, it was attacking me. Mm -hmm. It was pointed at me. And so I think that my best course is to talk to someone about it and just to talk to my mom about it Mm -hmm. or, or, or my dad. My dad, I think, is at work at this time. So I'm just like, I'll talk to my mom about it.
2: What do you, uh, uh, what do you think your dad meant by that post? Like specifically
0: at this time? Uh huh. I'm thinking that even it doesn't matter for me. There's probably other things that happen to build up to this post, mm-hmm. but I also th- know that part of it's directed at me. Like I know that for a fact. There's it's just too It's the first thing I see in the morning. So that means he posted it as the first thing he thought of in the morning.
2: I mean like were you were you actually being rude was there did you say something rude to him while you guys were talking? My
0: sharpness was perceived as rude mm. yeah that 's what that 's what i 'm guessing at okay this point, right i 'm just guessing right i 'm assuming
2: uh-huh.
0: um, because no one 's told me anything no one 's talked to me
2: uh-huh.
0: and so that 's what 's like frustrating like you posted this and didn 't even talk to me if you'd talked to me and been like hey. I think you're being rude when you're doing this. Your mom told me, Hey, could you, could we talk about this? This is something that we need to communicate about. And I'll be like, yeah, we can talk about it mm-hmm. and I can explain wh- where I was. And then you can explain where you were coming from and be like, yeah, you know, we were both in, we, we both were, uh, you know, I was on this side and just seeing that. And I didn't, you know, get the context, even within context, is there a way that we could do this better? Mm-hmm. Right. And then we can move on. Um, cause Again, I didn't have any intent to be rude, but the impact was that I was rude. You yeah. know. So, and I acknowledge that. So, I'm I mean, I don't yeah, I I don't think.
2: But I think the the point is is that he posted this on Facebook. Now now, so now he's, it's public. Now it's public. He's involved other people whether whether, right. you, whether you, you like it to, or not, whether you like it or not. It's it's out there into the world to see how does that make you
0: feel? I was hurt. Mm. I was really hurt. I was hurt because, and I'm going to, I'll read it in a second and I'll explain everything that I felt in a short post. So anyways, I talked to my mom and I try to like explain where I'm coming from and how I feel, which is what I'm going to, I'm going to read the text that I, that I put. Yeah. Go for it. Um, and so she had to go, she had to go, she had other things that she had to do. And we ended on a, not a good note, man. And I'm like, OK, I don't know how else to explain this. I'm really, really trying to explain this very clearly, what I need. And that's not that's not what's being heard. It's all about, like, Jonah, you need to learn. Jonah, you need to learn. And I, I like I, I've said it many times before in different conversations is I love learning. I understand that I, I'm never going to be done learning. And I always want to continue growing. Because that's what I think I need to do as a person. So, I went and I texted um, my parents this note. Because it's a it's like an essay, dude. It is so long.
2: Was this how long did it take you to write it? Um, it took me about
0: fifteen minutes.
2: Okay, so you, you I mean obviously you put it thought into it, right?
0: And, and so uh, yeah, it took me a while, but. <coughs> For me, it was worth it to get in black and white. And it, this wasn't a thing that I could just say, right? If I said it, it still might not be heard. So I wanted to be able to have something that was solid that you could go back to mm-hmm. and read and then meditate on that and try to figure out really what I, where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I tried to be as clear as possible so that, you wouldn't ha- that the person receiving the message wouldn't have to try to figure it out too much. Um, And so this is what I wrote to my mom and dad. Good morning, mom and dad. I've been thinking and praying these past two days. I realize I love you both, but I'm still hurt. You both taught me that feelings are not a safe guide to action, and I live by that every day. Yesterday, I woke up to the post pictured below, which was the one my dad posted. I don't know what prompted dad to post this on Facebook rather than talking to me first, but... I do want to apologize if I have in any way made you feel uncomfortable, so much so that you feel the need to create a post about rude people. At the, time, um, at the same time, I do find it hypocritical. Ever since I was a young boy, you preached about staying away from drama and not to entice a flame. And this was one of the reasons I was restricted from social media as a youth. I understand you both want to talk to me, I understand that it's hard to deal with a son that has moved away. Also, please understand that I left my entire life in San Diego to be in San Jose and San Francisco. I don't even know if you know what that is like. Do you know what it's like to be homeless hundreds of miles away from any friends and family and you feel like your parents don't believe you when you tell them your life is threatened? I don't know. When I was on the phone the other day, I was already frustrated trying to figure out an iTunes issue. This, for me, is work, not a hobby, or a simple pastime. Also, I kept on getting put on pause. I felt like I had called because I was asked to, and now that we were FaceTiming, I was being ignored. I've spent my whole life trying to please you both, from not pursuing magic as a full-time job to finishing school, even though you told me that you'd only be able to help me minimally if I went to San Jose State. Right now I'm trying to figure out how to have my own life, how to live as an independent, and that's not easy. I have very few options to fall back on up here. I don't want to ask for money. I don't want to ask for housing. I don't want to ask for help. My goal is not to be a burden to you. I talked to mom yesterday and she said that she feels like she couldn't help me when I was homeless or at David's, but the truth is you can. You can help me by being excited that I have benefits rather than when I'm telling you about them, saying that they will be the first thing to go. You can by just being happy for that I made it this far. I am not a joke. I'm neither passionate or angry. I'm a person that is dealing with a lot right now, with a family that seems to need to talk to me a lot in order to feel comfortable with their own life. Again, I love you and I want to talk to you, but I'm like anyone else. I can't ever show frustration at work. I can talk about it, but being the professional that I am, I won't show it. So when I'm at home, I feel like I can let that go. Then I'll get a call. This is why I don't call you as often as you may like. I'm still growing as an adult. Please let me. I love you, and I'm praying for you. And that's what I wrote to my parents.
2: That was amazing. That gave me, that gave me goosebumps. I, I thought that was great communication through and through, and that was very much pouring your heart out. Um, And I appreciated that. There was a lot in that, man. And to dissect that would take all nine. (laughs) There's, there's a lot in there, but what the the overall thing that I caught I caught from it is that this is more than just a Facebook post and this is more than just what happened the other night this seems that uh, this this uh, this is connected to a uh, to years and years of of something going on with your dynamic and relationship with your family
0: yeah you know i think it's realizing what i need the fact that i can communicate what i need is hard I think to deal with Um, if if I'm really being honest I haven't communicated what I needed very well but uh, throughout the years I've even lived with them I think I've grown to learn how to communicate with them and communicate clearly and the truth is that even when I was learning how to communicate with them while I was with them it's that they're not listening to what I have to say And they're really not trying to support me in how I'm asking them I need their support. And I'm telling them what I need. I'm not telling them what I want. And I don't think they realize the difference. Right? If I said I want it to be this way, that's with the understanding that I know it can't be or it doesn't have to be. But this is something I need to grow as an adult to mature more. And it's just not being recognized. And what really, really got me was when they called me after I had texted. And it was really cool to see some things. And then it was just really hard to take on others. Like, it was really cool that my mom was able to come to me and say, you know, hey, look, I, I think you're a great person Um, that has learned how to communicate very clearly. And because maybe I haven't been educated on how to communicate, I'm not able to communicate with you and that may frustrate you. And I was like, you know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that because this whole time I'm thinking I'm the one that doesn't know how to communicate and I think I'm doing a good job communicating and then I get torn down. Um, And so right after my mom says that, my dad gets on the phone and everything changes, right? And I love my dad, and I think he's a very wise person. At many, uh, very, uh, very often, he's a very wise person. He has a lot of wisdom that he sh- has shared with me throughout the years, but he's also human, right? And acknowledging that fact as a dad, I think, is a hard thing to do with your son, right? That your son has now called you out. Like I, I called, I did, I, I sent him this message and was explaining what I needed. I wasn't necessarily just directing about his post, but that was something that that he wanted to talk about, right? He said, let's talk about the post. And he goes, it was never my intention to hurt you. And I'm like, that's fine, right? That, I get it. He goes, because you're not the only one it was about you're taking it too personally. And I go, because it is personal. You hurt your son, right? I'm your son. I'm telling you I was hurt by this. And you're coming back to me with, oh, well, that wasn't my intention. And it was about everybody else too. It wasn't just about you. And it's like, well, no, it wasn't just about me. I get that. But part of it was about me. You've admitted that part of it was about me. So I'm not wrong in that. And that's what hurts, is that part of it was about me. And you knew that I was going to see it. And so we have this long conversation about intent versus impact. And he's siding with intent, and he's defending this Facebook post. And what got me more, which hurt more, was the fact that he kept on defending a Facebook post. We're talking about Facebook, right? It's its a tool. It's a tool to communicate with a mass of people, and what he communicated to a mass of people, right, was busyness is not an excuse to be rude. Fine. But the timing was to make an impact, right? If he had talked to me, and then we had talked about it, and I said, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have been rude, whatever the conversation would have been, and then he posted it, then it's we've already talked about it, I'm not having to hear it through Facebook. I'm not having to have this Kim Kardashian drama, right? Like, that's what mm-hmm. it seems like. It seems like we're having unnecessary drama when you could have just talked to me about it first. Right. Um,
2: I, I kind of want to circle back all the way to the beginning just because uh, I, this is a question that wasn't asked, and I, th- I don't know if this would change anything, but I'm curious – because it's all about timing, right? The impact was affected by the timing of everything, and so because on th- on the night or the day whenever they called you and the whole FaceTime inception thing happened, was there an opportunity for you to stop, breathe, and then call them back and communicate, try to communicate again? Or were your emotions just so high because of everything happening that you checked out and that was it for you?
0: Well, my my emotions weren't even generated at them. Uh-huh. I mean, it was generated at the technical difficulties I was having with my phone as well as the technical difficulties I was having on my computer. Mm-hmm. So even if I did take, I wouldn't have been something I was mindful of at the time
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I was working. And I had already communicated to my little brother that I was working. Yeah. So because I had that communication already, I didn't see it as an issue because I was working. And when you, you've seen when I've worked, I get into a zone and I'm just like, all right, I gotta do this. Um, I need to do this right now. And it's not like I'm trying to be rude. It's just I'm focused on trying to get something done and everything kind of kind of goes to the side right, for right. a second. And then it's like, all right, now I have my focus. But when I focused my attention, then it was, no, I don't want to talk about it. So even if I did call back, oh, it would still be I don't want to talk about it right now in my head. Now, that could be different for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They could say something different. But because they already already broke the wall by saying, see, he's speaking sharply to me. I was like, well, then we can talk about it. And then like, oh, well, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like well you just gave me two different signals I don't know what to do now. what am I supposed to do with this?
2: Yeah I, I so I, I brought that up because your parents sound so similar to my parents <laughs> in that they they navigate through me they navigate through communication kind of the same way whereas we'll get into a discussion, not possibly an argument. Uh, to where they say something, I say something, and then I'm like, okay, well, let's follow this thread. Let's keep going. But then it becomes uh, a defensive thing. It's like, oh, well, you're speaking this way now. Like, where's your sense, son? You know, like, come on now. Where where the all I wanted to do was... Continue the conversation. Like, let's do this argument. Arguments don't have to be yelling at each other. An argument is an argument. Let's debate, you know? That's well, how I see an argument.
0: I don't even think... Like, in, I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. I get what you're saying with an argument. And I, I've explained to so many people, especially with us working together, is I don't like to be put in a position... It, it This is where it really irritates me. If I'm put in a position where I... Um either have to agree with something i don't believe in or I have to disagree and argue something those are the only if when, if those are the only two options, then I get frustrated mm-hmm. I get really annoyed. Those are the only times I really get upset, and that's what happens constantly mm-hmm. because I can tell you something I'm telling you a fact for me. This mm-hmm. is a reality to me. And if that's not acknowledged, then you're minimalizing me as a person. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, this is who I am as a person. Oh, no, no, no. You shouldn't be that way as a person. And so let me continue even with the story. Sure. Is that when so that was the first thing that happened in the conversation. And I'm giving you bullet points because going through the whole conversation, it was a really long conversation and it got very heated. And the next thing that happened was um, I was giving him an example of, I felt threatened for my life at one point that, that I could die um, with a person that I was staying, I was staying at his place. And my, uh, my dad goes, if you feel threatened, then you should leave. And I told my dad in this conversation that, look, all I needed from you was to say, yes, Jonah, you should leave. Not if. By saying, and I was explaining, by saying if, you're saying that there's also a possibility that my feelings are being dramatic, that I am being dramatic. And for me... Th- it, there was no there was no drama for it it was it was dramatic because it was a dramatic situation the situation i was in i felt like my life was threatened and i don't know why a kid would come to their parents and say i feel like my life is threatened when like for especially for our relationship mm-hmm. with my, my relationship with my parents why would I go to my parents and be like, oh, my life feels threatened and then be like, ha ha, it was a joke I was or anything like why would I make light of that?
2: Right. Uh, let, let me get some clarification on that. He said, well, if you feel if you feel threatened, then go ahead and leave. Right. Right. So uh, r- r- right off the bat, when I hear that, I don't. I don't hear anything wrong with that, right? So was it – was there like a tone that was attached to it that made it feel
0: like – Well, it was the fact that I kept on telling him no. I, it's not if. Like I really – I need to leave. I'm okay. telling you I'm going to leave. And it's like, well, if you feel that way. It's like, No. I, need, I, like, just, so, j- so, I just need the validation. So that it was I need clear
2: that he wasn't validating you. Right. And it, cause it wasn't he, just he, assumed. He'd also,
0: he also been like, oh, well, maybe you should talk to him. Have you tried talking to him? Mm. And I'm like, I don't feel safe. Like, I don't feel safe. And that's what preceded the fact of saying, well, if you feel this way, you should leave. And then, so as I'm telling him this, right, like, all I needed was just drop the if. They're like, you don't have to say the if. And I'm not saying that he could have thought of this on the spot either. Right. I'm telling him, this is what I need in our communication. What I needed, how I need support. Right. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I was just telling him how I need support. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's, I think that's something people can do, right. They, They can just miss, you know, miscommunicate something because that's, Not what they intended, you know, they want to be there to support. But then he was like, well, you don't know simple math then. And I'm like, math, how does that have anything to do with communication? And he goes, well, if then you don't get if then it's super simple, Jonah, if then. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you. I felt like I was doing this. I was like, here's the book on how to communicate with me. And this is the support that I need. Here's the book. And my dad was just like, well, this is a nice book. I'm going to throw it away. What you need to do is you need to listen to this book that I wrote for you because you were born to this book that I wrote. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not how, um, that's not really how communication works. Um, communication to me is receiving art. So that, to invalidate my feelings or my needs when I'm commu- clearly communicating them to you doesn't make sense for me. It just doesn't make sense
2: is it hard for you to to kind of stay the course and and be and not let your emotions affect how you speak with your with your dad or your family? Well, it's yeah, I mean
0: it becomes a levels match, right? Because that that's, because what, it, that's what it's starting to to sound because like. Because what happens is I'm for me personally, I've all my life under, had to listen to my parents, mm-hmm. right? And I understand what they're saying, and I've always empathized with them. What I'm realizing, though, is that they've never empathized with me. And so I'm trying to like be clear, like, hey, this is what I'm saying. Th- what you're saying isn't wrong, but this is what I'm saying. You're, you're saying over here, which is about five blocks away from where I am, And we're not saying the same thing. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not even saying that you can't have that opinion. What I'm saying is, this is what I need. And you're not acknowledging, this is what I need. Right. And so then it becomes a debate, which is not a debate because we're not even talking about the same thing. And I'm trying, like, I don't know how to explain that to someone. like, Like, we're not talking about the same thing. Like, you're talking about the post, right? You're talking about defending a post. I'm talking about our relationship. And you're talking about a post on Facebook. I'm talking about how that's affecting our relationship. You guys
2: aren't meeting at the same at the in in the same building. Not at all. Not not n- at all. Not even in the same neighborhood. Probably not even in the same city. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you guys p-
2: are Facetiming Inception across the world.
0: It's far off, man. And so, like, <laughs> I'm at the point I don't even know. I don't even know what to do, man.
2: I mean, I I, I want to say I relate to you, not specifically, but in the fact that I also have parents.
0: <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Oh parents. yeah. Oh yeah. How how
0: did you get parents? Hundred
2: percent, man. I was <laughs> just kidding. I'm you kidding. ever watch Dumbo? Oh, is that? <laughs> is they just fly over with a crane and that's it. Plop you down. That's that's how that's how I came to be. Oh, <laughs> big baby, big baby over hey, here, hey. man. Um but I totally I totally relate because um recently I moved back home um from San Francisco to to my parents house and uh I would have never moved back if they hadn't already um offered it for me and the reason I moved back was because obviously for for obvious reasons right to save money to get that
0: good home cooking that's that's the obvious one. You know, that's really good though. I do miss that my mom's cooking. Oh, She's man. such a great cook. Family cooking is the best. Especially when you grew up with it, right? It's like just your childhood in a on a plate or in a bowl.
2: I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And then it, it gets even better during the uh, holidays. If you mm-hmm. if if you're one to celebrate mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or Christmas so or whatever, whatever you celebrate, whatever whatever uh gets the family gathered. Those are the best because everyone brings something, man. Oh, so good. So good. Anyways, um, uh, I, I moved home for, for a lot of reasons, but mostly to to save money. Um, and I get the perks of, of home cooking and being around my family, spend time with them. With that, though, I've been learning a lot about them as well. I moved away for college years ago did my own thing, and developed as a person and became the man I am today. And I think having that space away from my family was helpful and was supportive in letting me learn my lessons navigating through life, not only for me, but also for them. But here's the weird thing. Now that I'm back, it's kind of we're, we're, we're juggling things right now when i first moved back in they i saw remnants of how they used to treat me in high school where i had to over communicate something because it was my responsibility to. not that i have a problem with that but now it's like wait hold on guys i'm i'm almost 30 like i understand you want me to be safe and i need to be home but like i don't need to text you every hour to let you know when I'm coming home. Carlos, that's not very nice. You
0: got to text on the
2: hour every hour. I mean especially when you have Mexican mom and a uh, Mexican father and a Portuguese mom. Oof. Oh man. They got the belt waiting for you at home.
0: Right? <laughs>
1: oh,
2: <laughs> if I'm
0: lucky I'll get the sandal. Man. But if I'm not I get the spoon.
2: Oh, did they heat it up or cool it down too?
0: Nah, it was, it was one of those like thick salad like salad. it was a thick dude oh okay. it was because what happened was me and my brothers broke so many spoons like mm-hmm. little spatulas like bam broken so it's a leather belt or that really thick juicy like it looked like a bear claw dude
2: oh man yeah See, so, yeah i got i got i got him <laughs> I mean, I don't want to out my parents. My parents were great parents, but like this one thing my dad would do, he would always, like whenever I got in trouble and I did something wrong, he would grab my ear and twist it and yank it to that ear turned as red as your Spider-Man suit right now. My moms did that, bro. Horrible, man. My moms did that. Horrible. And I my lear- dad
0: did it to me a couple times, but... And nope. I
2: learned my lesson. I didn't lie. I stopped stealing whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stop stealing out of mom's purse. Yeah, so. I, I,
2: I learned my lesson. Um, but man, at the, at the, at the end of all that, I'm, I'm starting to learn to navigate and juggle these things because we're learning from each other again. And I totally relate with you because I mean, you also moved away, uh, to go to college for a while. There was that separation and, uh, and now you're, now you've moved back to the Bay area uh, kind of, I don't want to say permanently, not permanently, but you have no
0: timeline with things. Yeah, you, yeah. There's no. There's yeah. no, there's no telling when I'll be back in San Diego, and there's no telling if I will ever go back to San Diego at this point. I don't know what's gonna happen, and I enjoy. I enjoy that for me. Mm-hmm. I have, I've gained a sense of security in myself and knowing that this is what I do. I am, I'm a traveling man. You know, this is. I'm okay with. Getting jobs on the road. I'm okay with doing a podcast, wherever. I mean, we're in Modesto right now, man. Yeah, we are. And, uh, Shout out. <laughs> anyone in Modesto. Modesto. <laughs> Represent. I don't know what you're representing out here, but it's okay. I don't know. We, we forgive you. Um, we need a producer. <laughs> <laughs> tell us all this information. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's kind of gotten me, this whole thing, and to get back to the kind of like how it got me to doing comedy, mm-hmm. or like... Acknowledging the fact that I could do comedy is the fact that this is funny stuff, man. This is this, I mean, come on. If your dad's gonna be like, you don't understand simple math, then son, and I'll be like, well, what, like, what are you talking about? Like, we talking about communication, right? We talk about communication. And your dad be like, no, yeah, yeah, you don't understand. Like if then, if then, and I'm like, well, why do you keep on saying if, if, if it, then, then also if not, right? Like, what? That's how if works. <laughs> and Why did you just
2: slip into an episode of like The Boondocks or South Park? That
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I'm chef, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man, but I, I feel like I'm Eddie Murphy. Like half of the time, I'm talking to my parents. Oh, like, I, like I'll be, I'll be sitting there. Be like, hey, mom. Like, I'm trying. I'm just trying here. Like, I'm trying to help you out, but I don't know what to do, mom. If you could just help me, just help me understand where you come. Like, I get what you come from, but if you could just like listen, please just listen. <laughs> no, I just try. Like, that's what I feel like I'm doing constantly. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing that on a constant basis, and uh, just to get them to listen to like what I'm saying. And I think also too. It's the fact that well he's a kid he has to learn, but we're, I think we're getting to a point where it's not just me as a kid having to learn, and I acknowledge the fact that yes I do have to learn, but it might not just be me, right? It doesn't have to be just me. Yeah, and That's, that was that—that
2: that was the point I was bringing up. It's a constant dance with each other, you know. Yeah. You go away, you
0: come back. You go away, you come back. Carlos, and, you need to stop going back. Is your problem? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. oh man. I, I, but we're constantly learning from each other, man. And uh, I, I can say with certainty, I know you have a lot of love for your family. But you gotta keep just stay strong. Keep keep uh, man, I don't even know. I have no I have no advice for you except I I love these stories that you're <laughs> that you're going through and that you're creating <laughs> because it's great material. Uh, I love I love your heartache, Jonah.
0: It's great. Um <laughs> But So on a serious note, though, like I did acknowledge something about this, that my parents do love me. They do. And, and and the reason why they're so frustrated with me, I think, is because they want the best for me. And But this also brought me to realize a truth about life, like just in general for me as a person, that I have to watch myself with. Because if they can do it, I can too. And if I can do it, anyone else out there can do this too. And I think this is a really important thing for us as people to remember is that do not let your love blind you from your selfishness. Don't let love blind you from your own selfishness. Because... It can be so easy to think that you're right and you're thinking that you're doing something for the best and you might not even be in that situation to give that best advice. But out of love, you're trying so hard, right, to make something better when maybe the answer's right in front of your face. And I feel like this has happened to me so often where I just will miss the point. And even as a kid, for sure, there's definitely been times where I just miss the point. Um, I think, I think like, even when my brother left, right, he left at 18 because he had issues with my parents is really why he left and he couldn't resolve them. And I loved him so much. I took it hard. I took it personal when he left. Right. And I mean, this is just another form of the me taking my love and blinding it with selfishness right? I'm just, I don't see my own selfishness because it hurts so much because I loved him that much. And it can happen in many other ways with communication, especially, right? You think that you're doing something the best for someone and that's not what they need at the time. Or they're even telling you, but you think you're right. So you keep on forcing that issue. And I really think that that is one of the biggest things that I learned from this is that you can love someone and it goes back to intent and impact you can love someone so much but if it's not if it's not placed in a way that they can even respond to it then really what is your love doing
2: I think I think you made beautiful points um and I, I thank you for sharing because I'm also relating it to my experiences. I I, I have a younger sister and um, being at home has really given me the opportunity to help her navigate through her own dynamic and issues with my parents. I mean, I feel I feel that's that's something we're always going to have in our lives. Right. Is we're always going to come into strong opinions uh, on both sides right? Parents versus kids. And I think it's just natural. And I think the beauty that comes out of that is where both parties start understanding each other. And it's definitely a growth that happens. And I think if you approach it with kindness and understanding and all those other beautiful points you made, um, and by helping each other out, you know, I, you're helping me by sharing your story and, and hopefully by me, Sharing my points of view as well can help you and to all of our listeners out there as well. You know, hopefully there are little sparks of beauty they can grasp from this conversation. Um, an image that I was constantly thinking about as I as I listened to you is um the the analogy of, of a flower, right? You see this beautiful, beautiful flower. And you love this flower. It's genuine love. And love can either do two things, right? Because you love this flower, you can either pick it and hold it and keep it for yourself. But the flower will die eventually. Or you can leave this flower where it's meant to grow and flourish
0: in. You know, what's the love you know, you told me this recently. You said this saying, mm-hmm. it didn't click the first time. Now hearing that, um, after venting this out and really talking about it, I really see the beauty in that. And man, it's it's one of those things where you just have to sit back and take in And this is one of those things that you have to choose constantly with with like careers and as a growing adult these are things that you constantly have to choose from going to school to not going to school for college to getting a job what kind of job do you pursue how you interact within that job um how you interact with relationships that you have this is a constant decision you have to make do you pick the flower or do you let it grow and Oh man, I I don't, that's one thing they'll have to figure out with my parents. Yeah. Because I know, I know my parents. I know that they're not going to talk to me. We ended that conversation poorly. It's not how I wanted to end that conversation. And I know the reaction is going to be, well, let's not talk to Jonah. And that to me is not a solution. And I was the one that called my parents right i went out of my way to try to resolve the issue twice and i will again and i hope one day that they'll be able to see that even if i'm not perfect even if i'm not if i'm doing it wrong i want them to know that i'm trying to resolve the issue but because i'm also trying to resolve the issue I do know that this is something that I need help with, right? And one of those ways I know I can get help too is through comedy. Comedy is the truth. It's hilarious. We we can talk about it all we want and people will get a kick out of it and you will get feedback immediately. And I think through comedy, I can lighten the mood of a serious situation. Through comedy, uh, you can turn awkward moments into learning experiences, you know <laughs> and i I do think this is a serious situation. I'm not trying to make light of it by bringing it into a comedic world, but life is funny, man. that's what we live it's our stories it's a it's what makes us who we are and i think being i mean, I'm not a comedian, I'm just saying that I always veered away from stand up comedy because i was I was scared to to talk about my personality, my personal stories, my personal journey, it, it's it's hard for people to do public speaking. And to do stand-up comedy is just another layer to that because you have to really dive deep if you're going to do it. You can't just you can't just, you know, tell stories and be funny. Like that's not how it works. You've got to you got to give a piece of yourself.
2: Yeah, man. Uh tragedy plus time is comedy right right, right? right. um and right. I, I i can't w- i can't wait to go to one of your sets i'm i'm excited when wh- where are we going <laughs> i where don't know
0: got <laughs> i gotta i definitely gotta make a set now though
2: but <laughs> I, th- I do honestly
0: feel like i have material at this point yeah. just i mean write it down i've I have so much material there's just there's so many things and if i can laugh at myself I think that will be a relief. I think that will be therapeutic in and of itself.
2: I I, I want to leave you with, with something. And it, it actually was sparked by something you had just said. And you said, I hope that one day we can. I, I, I'm not going to quote you. Do you want to quote yourself? You said, I hope one day. I said, ho-
0: can- I hope one day that m- my parents will be able to realize that I'm continuously making an effort to resolve the situation at some point. I'll have to stop, yeah, because that will be my solution to resolving
2: the issue. And I, I, I really want that that outcome f- from you. You, you deserve it, man, and you deserve a a happy relationship and a positive one with with your family. Um, but when you said hope, that reminded me of of a quote that our friend Jim Carrey. Once said, and this quote is: "Hope walks through the fire. Faith leaps over it. Magic happens when you stop hoping and start knowing. So replace that hope with faith,
1: because mm.
2: you gotta have faith. And I know you're a man of God, and you're a spiritual. You're a spiritual man, and um, stop hoping." Because hope is finicky. You can't rely on hope. You can rely on faith. Mm. So know that it will turn out fine. Once you know, once you know, once you know, all you have to do is follow your path. So you're going to be all right, man.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And thanks for bringing up uh, my spirituality as well. Um, Yeah, I'm a Christian and so are my parents. So with that on top of it, I do think that my parents do have resources and I want to try to use those resources to make a better outcome than what we have been having. And so in one sense, kind of like my, the job that we work touring, I am excited to see what's new to learn. Mm -hmm. What more can I learn about myself? And this is one of those moments, man, that you, (laughs) you just have to take in because I can't be disappointed. I mean, I can be disappointed that my parents can't understand what I'm talking about, but I can only be disappointed for so long because something's gotta come out of it. It's either gonna be super negative and it, a total learning experience or super positive in a learning experience. But either way, it's gonna be positive in the fact that I'm learning and growing as a person in maturity and as an adult, and that's where I wanna be. So I'm, I'm trying my bestest out here. And uh, I can't, I can't wait to see this thing get resolved.
2: Hey man, you're you're on your way, you're doing great. Stay strong, stay courageous. And these are all traits you possess, man. I think you're on the right track. You're doing awesome. And I would love for our listeners to to send positive vibes your way. And not only that, but also to share stories, something they can relate to, that'd be really cool. You know, I just
0: wanna put a challenge out there. All right, because I, I appreciate if people do call in or talk to me about it. But you know what? Forget that. Like, let's, let's let's do this. If you could today, if you're listening to this podcast and you made it all the way through this far, I want you to go ahead and send your parents a letter or just let's just type out some simple message on why you love your parents. That's it. I think parents need that. They need that affirmation just as much as we do. Oh, that's awesome, I just got the chills. (laughs) And I don't care if you haven't talked to your parents in a long time and you hate your parents for so many other reasons, just give them a message on why you love them, what you loved about them. And maybe that might make a difference, man. And you know what? I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna do that too. Even though my parents aren't talking to me, I'm going to write them a message on why I love my parents. And you know what? I'm not even going to do it on a text message. I'm not going to do it on a personal message. I'm going to do it over Facebook. Oh mic drop bam 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 bam.
2: and so now I want to add one last thing to the challenge one last thing before we go take a picture of you in your letter or wherever if if it's on your computer if it's written down wherever it is wearing a onesie your favorite onesie bring it back to
0: the Spider-Man onesie hey guys I'm Jonah Price and I'm
2: Carlos Mendoza and
0: this has been Mindful Meets Messy we'll go see you next week deuces